The ESG Decoded podcast celebrates Black History Month and recognizes the contributions and achievements made by those across the African diaspora. We want to highlight a previous episode in honor of an African-American leader driving transformation in the ESG space. We look forward to a day when leadership across the business world reflects the diversity of the global community. Climco, which powers this podcast, believes that supporting Black History Month aligns with its core values, particularly that of stewardship. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, is integral to our culture, encouraging all employees to use their unique perspectives, experiences, and ideas to help advance business outcomes and foster a culture where everyone feels their viewpoint is valued. Enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Um, I am Yvonne Harris, and thank you for joining this episode of ESG Decoded. And today, uh, we are going to spend time on the S. Um, S stands for social, and um, it relates to the people impact or the people elements that are impacting organizations. This can include employee relations, um, organizational health, people culture, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and community outreach. So sticking to that last concept of community outreach, um, I am so pleased to spend time today with Courtney Taylor, who is Senior Vice President of Community Development for Veritex Community Bank. Um, so not only does she have um, this enormous role within the bank um, doing just some great efforts, but standalone, um, Courtney is a community relations powerhouse and a philanthropic leader who has served on a number of volunteer boards and leadership roles within volunteer organizations. So if you can tell, I'm really excited to spend um, some time uh, with Courtney today. So Courtney, welcome. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Now, Courtney, I feel like your job is really your life's purpose, but tell us more about your role at, um, at Veritex Bank and why you love it so much, why you really enjoy your work. Oh my gosh. So I, for sure, I would say I have the best role at the bank being in the community development, community affairs role. I love community period. So just kind of relating to my purpose, I, as a little girl, I used to go and do some volunteer efforts with my grandfather. And now 30 years later, I'm doing this as a profession. And so at Veritex, I've been allowed to get really creative in this role and lead everything from, you know, strategic partnerships with a variety of nonprofits in the greater Houston area and the North Texas area, but also all of our volunteer efforts and our community giving and really what that looks like. And so I get a chance to get out with different nonprofit organizations and see what's happening in the Houston and Dallas Fort Worth communities, see who needs what and who's doing what and how Veritex can help bridge that gap. So it is a phenomenal opportunity that I get to have because coming to work doesn't necessarily feel like work to me, right? It's just something that I'm passionate about. And so I think that really plays out in the work that I get a chance to do every day. Well, and Courtney, as you're stating, Veritex is very visible in the communities here in Texas, but a number of our listeners may be hearing about Veritex for the first time, and many of them are business leaders who may be trying to fine-tune their um, organization's strategy for giving and community outreach. So as you are putting together your strategic plan 
what are the components that Veritex considers in terms of areas of need and how to provide solutions um, within various parts of the community? You know, it's funny that you said that because I'm getting ready to plan my strategic plan for 2023. But really, <laughs> but really just taking some time to look at those organizations that are uh, filling gaps, that are bridging gaps, right, in different communities, different underserved communities, and maybe lower income, uh, different communities and populations and things of that nature. And so really in the banking world, there's a thing called the Community Reinvestment Act. And so looking at community development efforts, we're looking at everything from uh, affordable housing to uh, economic development to, you know, workforce development, community revitalization and financial literacy. And so those are some of the main components that as a financial institution, we'd like to look at under the uh, Community Reinvestment Act. But also in addition to that, who is doing what? So it could be folks in different areas. It could be everything from giving laptops to those that may not be able to have access to computers and internet and things of that nature. We've seen what happened over the past couple of years with COVID-19 and uh, we've seen the gaps, right, in different communities. And so while many were, you know, um, saying, okay, we're going to have school at home now. Well, that's not necessarily so easy if, uh, if families don't have laptops or they don't have, you know, internet and Wi-Fi. So looking at a variety of organizations that are really working to fill the gaps in the communities that need so and really pairing us up with them and saying, okay, how can we come in and be of a service to you all? And one thing I love about Veritex is that we really do have a servant leadership from the top, from our CEO on and trickles on down. And so it's really built into a, into our culture, right? That servant leadership, that servant's heart. And so you see that from the top and it trickles on down and it makes my job so much easier because you have people that want to get out and go do things. And so we look at everything from who's doing what in the community to what our employees may be, you know, involved in and how to really bring different resources together. That's really interesting, Courtney. And I want to spend a moment on that concept of servant leadership. I know that's one of um, a very powerful training series within the Covey program. Is that a formal training at the bank that's a part of like your leadership training modules, or is it just a spirit of leadership that has been a part of Veritex since the beginning? It's really a spirit of leadership. It's really a spirit of leadership. When I came on board to Veritex, I was able to see that immediately. And like I said, it's from our CEO on down. He's very involved in the community in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And so was a, a variety of our C-suite leadership. And that comes on down to our executive team and our senior leaders. And I mean, just from top down, you'll see folks that are like, Hey, I'm involved here. I'm doing this here. I serve on this board here. I want to get out and do this, you know, and they are just so in tune with what's happening and wanting to be involved. And I love that because once again, like I said, it makes my job easier, but the spirit behind the wanting to serve, it, it just really, it warms my heart because I love community, but it just makes everything just so much better. Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm going to have to pull up that Covey book about servant leadership after we talked. So thank you for that. <laughs> As we look at providing solutions to the community, it's important to note, um, Courtney, that Veritex has a very unique opportunity to educate mm -hmm. around financial literacy and mm -hmm. really impact the community, maybe in some ways that other organizations don't have the collective talent to do that. 
So talk to us about what you're doing in the community with adults, with young people, as it relates to financial literacy. Wonderful. So um, a couple of things that we do. So on our website, on Veritex Bank's website, we have a program called Accountability. And folks can go on there, and there's a variety of different modules where you can have everything from foundation basics, uh, foundation financial basics, to owning a home, to planning for retirement. And so just to kind of get on the website and, and play around and start looking at, okay, well, hmm, I want to learn about X, Y, and Z. Well, here's a module. Here's some information for you to do so. And then on top of that, we have done a variety of partnerships with different community organizations throughout the state of Texas, mainly in our, our main markets, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth and the Houston area, where we are partnering with organizations to provide adult financial literacy and youth financial literacy. So we're going in and teaching everything from going back to banking basics. How do I open a, a checking account? How do I open a savings account? What are these particular things? What do I need to budget? You know, oh my gosh, I have a new job, new income coming in. I need to learn how to budget this money, right? Or, okay, first time home buyers programs. Like, how do, what do I do when I'm buying a home? So we're partnering with everything from, you know, realtors to those that may have programs to talk about down payment assistance and things of that nature. So we are making sure that we're using our expertise as bankers and sharing that knowledge. And the same thing with our students that so we partner with a variety of organizations from Junior Achievement to Alliance for Financial Ministries. And we're working with those young folks, you know, about, hey, you're going to get ready to go off to college or get your first car or whatever the case may be. Okay, credit cards come into play or what is a credit score? And, you know, that information that some of us didn't necessarily get when we were younger. And so making sure that we are sharing that at an early age too. So we're setting them up. So when they are in their 20s and 30s, that they already have the financial knowledge that they need. And then over the last couple of years, going back to the whole COVID-19 pandemic, I guess, which we're pandemic. still in, but yes. the whole pandemic, are, we, are we still there or endemic, whatever you want to say? But um, we had an opportunity to really get creative, right? And we said, okay, well, the world is shut down. People are at home using their laptops, really just operating virtually. And we no longer could go into some of our partner organizations that we were, you know, doing face-to-face -face classes for. So how could we do some stuff virtually? And so we said, okay, hmm, let's figure out a really great partner to get with and blast our information, have different sessions about financial uh, health and financial wellness. And so we actually partnered with Radio One, which is Magic 102 and 97.9 The Box here in uh, Houston, and then also in their Dallas market, 94.5 and 97.9 The Beat. And what we did was we did online through uh, YouTube and actually uh, Facebook Live, and we had a VJ or DJ from Radio One, and we did a four-week series for the uh, past couple of years. The past one we just did was Funding Your Future. So one week we talked everything about, you know, financial basics. The next week we talked about, you know, small business ownership and things that you need if you want to be become a small business owner and maybe some of the challenges out there or some of the funding out there. And then we talked about women in business. We had some great women uh, business owners, leaders that were talking about things that they have endured and things that they have been able to do and the success that they've had in their program and then are in their businesses. And then we also talked about generational wealth and real estate. So we've been having some really great conversations 
But when we decided, we were like, well, everyone's online right now. Most folks have a, a cell phone or these days they're on social media or something. So give, bringing that information and putting it on a social media website, uh, our social media site was just like, it was epic because we were doing it live. People were engaged. And then that's a living document or it's, you know, it's a living um, video. So folks now can go back from months ago or from last year and go and replay our information and can reach out to us or reach out to those business owners or those other community partners that we brought on to have those those conversations. So it was really good. I enjoyed that. It sounds wonderful, Courtney. And I want to go back to a moment for the resources that are available to the youth. So I think, you know, in terms of youth and the generation you're touching, you know, everything from preteens to teenagers to college graduates to those going into their first jobs, and their relationship with money is very different than previous generations. Yes. I'm the mother of a teenager, and I don't even know how often he even touches money, like currency. Everything is electronic. Yeah. It's apps. It's cards. And I think just by the way that they connect with money, they get a false sense of security sometimes around money, or they just don't fully understand how you save money and the importance of saving money and how much things really cost. I know I'm sounding like I'm having a mom moment here, but you have to be, really be intentional to teach financial literacy in the home, right? Then through resources that your bank is offering. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's a collective effort and that's why we, we have our, our resources, you know, via online, via social media and via coming into the classroom or to those partner organizations, because we do want to make sure that we share that. Because like you said, our, as, a, as we're getting older and you got new generations coming in and there's, like you said, apps and all these different types of things, folks do look at money differently. And so it's interesting to see the different perspectives and to learn, like some people don't even know what a check is, right? And how to endorse a check and, you know, and all these different things. So it's it's very interesting when it comes down to it. And like you said, some are just electronic where we're just doing apps and all this stuff and some are still doing cards. So it's very interesting when we are discussing money and the perspectives, especially from different generations. Gosh, I need to get connected to those resources. So um, you can yeah, grab the offline. But you also mentioned, Courtney, one of your flagship programs, um, which is Women in Business. Yeah. Um, knowing your work with the bank and then knowing you as a community leader, I know you're all about supporting women, empowering women. So talk to us about the Women in Business program and how that can benefit those in the community. Absolutely. So Women in Business actually was a program that got started by a wonderful banker at the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Her name is Darlene Ellison. And back in actually 2007, she had an idea to say, you know, I really wanted to, she really wanted to put something together. And so she was like, how do I put something together for women, right? For women, business owners, just getting together and having a chance to network and discuss and, you know, make friends or whatever the case may be. And so she started this program years ago and the program just took off. The program took off, began to build, build, build. And so last year, uh, they actually brought the program down to Houston in October of 2021. And so uh, we have a lady here, another corporate banker, Evan Dunn, that leads that along with myself and another young lady, Patty Martinez, in our marketing department, where we have women business owners now, not only in Dallas and Fort Worth, but in Houston as well now that are coming together 
every couple of months and we're having these different um, networking and social events where not only are we getting together and we're discussing, you know, business and learning who, who's doing what, whatever the case may be, but we're going to different businesses. So this is not just necessarily happening at Veritex hosting this event. We may say, okay, the next month we're going to be at, you know, X, Y, and Z business. And so we're going to go and patronize this next business owner. And then we're going to go highlight another business owner. So it's giving a, almost like a, a tour of Houston or a tour of Dallas or a tour of Fort Worth where the ladies can come out and see the other, see these different businesses. And then at the same time too, we also have a charity spotlight where we are um, highlighting different nonprofit organizations for a few minutes and letting them share information as well. And then we have some accounts for women in business too, tailored specifically for those ladies that are in business, opening business, and want to get more involved with their tech. So it's just a great opportunity to get with some ladies that are in business, potentially collaborating, doing some different things, and really building a network, almost a sisterhood of some sort um, of different, you know, female entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners and aspiring business owners as well. So it's it's been really great. And I'm, I'm always excited when we have another social and things coming up because it really has been um, a phenomenal program. And I have to give kudos to Darlene for, for launching that. Also, Emily Zook, who's in our Plano area as well. And then Evan and Patty, because all of us together working on that, it has just been a phenomenal um, program. Well, and I know it's embedded in the program, Courtney. It's beyond just networking, right? It's really it's sharing right. best practices. It's supporting other women businesses. And mm-hmm. it's really about learning too. How do you become a more effective, a more profitable business owner? So I think right. it's a wonderful program um, that Veritex is sponsoring. I know there would be a number of women who would be interested in learning more. Absolutely. And they can definitely come visit our website and learn more. And, you know, relationships are key. I'm big on relationships and, you know, relationships are currency. Like you were talking about currency early. Relationships really are key. You never know. You just that friendship and those things that you can build. And you never know the lady that showed up to the event, maybe your future business partner, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's just it's wonderful to see what happens at these women in business events and the relationships that they are able to, to build. Well, Courtney, I know we've talked about a lot of what Veritex is doing for the community, but I know too, you have a number of employees who are engaged in supporting the efforts. So going back to kind of just the, the context of sharing best practices, what do you recommend to other organizations on how they can drive employee engagement in community uh-huh. efforts? You know, one of the things that I think that helps with driving one, well, one, I've talked about the spirit and the culture, how we have that servant leadership. But what I've learned too is I'll go have some conversations with someone. They're like, oh yeah, I'm involved in this organization or I sit on the board here, you know? And so I'm like, well, tell me more, tell me more because, you know, I want to learn more about what they may be involved in because there may be opportunities for Veritex as a whole to come be involved and, you know, show our support. So that could be sponsoring an event. That could be us saying we're going to volunteer at this particular organization or whatever the case may be. We want to show our employees that we are behind them as well and, you know, their efforts that they're, that they're doing. And so I've got plenty that sit on board of directors 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you were, you know, you were doing all this. And so I'm like having conversations with them and we're figuring out ways to ensure that me as a community development director, but at the same time, the bank as a whole, how can Veritex, you know, support some of their efforts? So we're big on supporting that. And then also too, with our own volunteerism, you know, we, we provide time off to go, to go out and to, to volunteer. I know a lot of different organizations do provide that as well, but it's just like, Hey, because community is really built in our, our name, it's in our culture, it's in our kind of DNA, right. And we want to ensure that our employees are taking some time out to go and give back. And so that's really, that's really big. And so they love it. And they, they call me with different ideas. I had a, a couple of employees call me with a whole program that they they created recently and they were like, we really want to do X, Y, and Z. So, you know, I'm trying to determine how can we support them because it was a, a fantastic program. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. You know, so we're collaborating on how we can roll something new out too, right? And so I love hearing about what people are involved in, what they're doing, what they are interested in getting involved in and how we can work together. So just to summarize, Courtney, as employees are bringing ideas, there is a consideration that maybe the bank can offer funding that's clear mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. supports in terms of time to do mm-hmm. your work. Are there also service days where maybe the bank as a collective comes together and focuses on one project? Mm-hmm. We've had, we've had some uh, different, uh, you know, service days and we've had some times where we've gotten some of our large teams and we've gone to like for instance, North Texas Food Bank, they uh, had a couple of days, I think in the summertime where they needed a big group of volunteers of Veritex. We showed up and we showed out to go and get together and, and to support, right? Because we know when organizations call on us and they need something, we are like, okay, how can we, how can we come together as a team and make sure that we're, we're supporting? And I was telling someone the other day, I said, man, sometimes I, I get, uh, I get so amped up and I'm like, come on guys, we can go out and do, you know, this, this, and that. And I have to realize too, that we're still a company We're we are a bank, we're a financial institution. People have to work. They've got work to do too. So that can't necessarily bring them to every event possible. But when I can get a team of people out or, you know, a large group, whatever the case may be, it is absolutely phenomenal just to see how we work together, how we're working in the community and the things that we are able to do with our partners. We have some fantastic partners that mean the world to us. They are really doing some phenomenal work and we are just a, another piece of of that, so. Well, and I, that ties back to your mention of relationships, the important mm-hmm. relationship currency and other organizations just may need to have that moment where they start to build relationships with community okay. organizations and let it be known that when they have a need for volunteers, they have a need for special projects that they can reach out to this company Absolutely. and the company will send a number of employees over there. So I think it just starts oftentimes with a conversation with organizations. Absolutely. And I think too, also I'll say if there's something where I can't do it, cause I, I, I'm one person or we're, you know, a team or whatever the case may be, if there's something where I'm like, I can't necessarily do this, but I may be able to say, but you know, so-and-so down the street may have an opportunity. Right. And so it's like almost going back to relationships on how to connect folks with some other people as well. So I think that's where 
the relationships and the conversations and all of that really come into play because if I'm not able to do something or we can't get out and do something, you know, I'm saying, well, maybe I can make a call to this organization or these folks. And they say, well, you know, maybe we can help and maybe we can collaborate. So I think that's, that's also key. I should have included that in your intro, Courtney. You are a master connector. That's for sure. (laughs) Everyone, when Courtney calls, you answer and know that there's something fun on the other line. There's an ask there, but it's always something good. And it's always a good ask. Always a good ask. Um, And it's always through the channel of service, too. Absolutely. I I very much appreciate that about our connection. The bank also has some partnerships with some schools. So tell us about um, those partnerships and the outreach efforts specifically with the schools that you support. Okay. So we actually, uh, we work with a variety of different universities throughout Texas. Uh, Those, a lot of them that have commercial banking programs. And so we get a chance to look for who's going to be the next, you know, brightest uh, banking, you know, stars or whatever the case may be um, in Texas, because we look up, of course, for our recruiting efforts. And so we have a great internship program, but also a banking development program where folks that are coming up out of, you know, it could be Sam Houston, Texas Tech, you know, uh, Texas Southern University, and they're coming through our program and learning about just banking. And they we're putting through a variety of different areas in the bank, and they're learning everything from analyzing numbers to our community development area to marketing department to operations and really learning about the bank as a whole in the banking industry and so just last year we got involved with texas southern university and that's the newest uh, relationship that we have and so they just launched a future banking uh, program future bankers program where they are one of the first hbcus in the country to actually do this and so we're pretty excited it's us and a variety of other institutions that have taken a hold to this. We have some bankers that are sitting on advisory councils and actually going in and teaching the students as well. And then we're also joining sessions on, you know, professional dress and mock interviews and things of that nature to really prepare this next generation of bankers that are coming out of school. And so we also do similar program like that at Texas Tech University as well along with a couple of other colleges. So it's it's some exciting times and I'm so happy that we get a chance to be a part and not only are working with those students, you know, on advisory councils and mock interviews and things of that nature, but we're going and really trying to recruit them and and hire them uh, and or put them in the pipeline, I should say, to see who wants to come to Veritex in the next couple of years. So it's it's exciting times. Well, and connecting to um, your statement about recruitment, is this a pipeline for internship programs um, at the bank as well, or is it full-time positions? Just tell us a little bit more there. Yes. So it's internships and our banking development program. So we have two different programs that we have. And so we have like a summer internship program. And then we have our banking development program, which is about a 10 to 11 month uh, program as well. So, you know, there's options out there uh, for those for those students in school. Mm -hmm. And they can find more information about that on our website as well. And as you know, Courtney, internships are so important. Um, They're a good first step. Um, for anyone's professional career. And then the banking program, I'm sure it's new for a college hire, just to get to know more about the industry as you try to pivot and decide what direction you're going to take your career. And that's really great that um, Veritex has put that in place for new college hires. Yes, absolutely. And they're great. The, the, the group we have now, they're great. They're absolutely like pumped and 
just eager to learn. So we are happy to have them. So Courtney, just looking forward, I know you talked about your in strategic planning mode. So can you give us a glimpse at some of the community challenges that Veritex is looking to solve? I'm looking to bring solutions for as you do planning for 2023. Wow. I mean, community challenges, I think in every community, there's going to be a variety of challenges, right? And so I think we saw over the past couple of years what our big challenge was, right, with COVID-19. And we had no clue on, no one know what, exactly what to do and what was going to happen. And so I think now it's like looking at to be, how do we be proactive? We can't necessarily predict the COVID, but we do know also that, okay, we live in Texas, especially I'm on the Gulf Coast, hurricane-prone activity. Is there anything that we can start planning pre-hurricane to be a little bit proactive on that end of like the crisis management type of deal? Same thing with the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Sometimes they have different weather as far as tornadoes and things of that nature. So is there a way for us to do some some planning maybe around, you know, proactive when it comes to weather and, and crisis of that type of situation? But then also we're looking at, too, going back to that bridging the gap conversation, right? And those organizations or those communities that we talked about that don't have the access to the Wi-Fi, that don't have the laptops, and how we're partnering with organizations to help provide, you know, access to Wi-Fi or, or hotspots or whatever the case may be. Or we've had, I had just had a conversation with um, an organization about getting laptops to some young girls in a school. Right. You know, so just different conversations to make sure that we're meeting the need. And so I'm really thinking, really trying to think ahead. Right. I know we're getting ready to go into, I guess, the 2022 school year in the next couple of weeks. But I'm thinking of 2023 calendar year. How do we show up and what can we provide? And so going back to what I was discussing earlier, going back to our expertise. Right. Our expertise as bankers. We've got financial information we've got information on home ownership how do we go and say these are we can't solve everything right but we can be helping and bridging the gap in certain areas and so i'm beyond sharing our expertise sharing our resources if we have some of the, the funding and the grant opportunities to do so and bridging the gaps of you know home buyer uh programs or, or first time you know home buyer programs or financial literacy program so folks can learn about X, Y, and Z. They're learning about purchasing a car. Whatever the case may be, we want to be there to help bridging some of those gaps. And so just trying to be proactive, like I said, we can't necessarily plan the next, hopefully I'll, I won't even say the next COVID-19, but we can't, we can't necessarily predict, uh, predict what will happen in the future. But what we, what we can do is learn from what we have encountered in the past and try to use some of those best practices and moving forward. And so with saying that, it's just constant communication with my organizations, constant communication with the schools, asking what they're seeing, asking what they're needing to figure out how we can help bridge those gaps. And like I said, I'm big on calling folks, other, you know, institutions, other community organizations and saying, hey, do you have X, Y, and Z resources? Maybe this is something we can collaborate with you on. And I know someone else has some other resources and we can do some collective efforts. So that's really how I'm looking at everything is collaboration and being proactive and some things that we've seen and really using best practices moving forward. 
So if that sums up what your last question was. <laughs> well, Courtney, it's been so great um, to talk to you this morning. And thank you so much for sharing the information. I will um, share with our listeners that you can find more information about Veritex Community Outreach on their website. And as you navigate the website, if you go to their ESG report and download their report, lots of great information there. You can find more about their um, financial literacy program that um, Courtney mentioned. Also to their current community efforts, their community partners, and then much more about that really neat women in business program. And um, hopefully there's an opportunity for you to learn and to find a way to connect. So Courtney, as always, it's wonderful to spend time with you. We've been overdue and catching up, so I'm glad we had this time together today. And I look forward to seeing you in the future. You'll have to come back and update us about your community service projects for 2023. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. <laughs>